Buongiorno and welcome to What Do You Want to Watch on Netflix, a relatively new podcast looking at all the latest Netflix releases from TV shows, films and documentary series with me, Craig Pippin. And me, Tom Rodman. This week we're reviewing Hollywood, a Ryan Murphy limited series, The Last Dance, which is all about uh, Michael Jordan's heyday. And the Irishman, we set ourselves the challenge last week to see if we could make it through the whole three and a half hour thing. And so you'll find out if we did later on. How's your week been, Craig? Yeah, it's not, not been too bad. I think, unfortunately, Netflix is sort of thinning out the releases. So it's not been a great deal of, of quality content, but it's, it's been OK. What about yourself? Yeah, the quality quarantine content is a bit thin on the ground as as you, you guys will hear in the chart, there's a few um, random films and things coming in because people are obviously getting bored and really diving into the Netflix archives. Yeah, I think everyone's probably getting a bit uh, fed up with the with the lockdown and struggling to find things to do. So I think that you'll see one or two odd choices to watch. Have you been watching anything other than what we're covering this week? Um not really on on Netflix. No, I've sort of gone back and tr- trying to watch the the end of Community, which was a, a TV series that I loved in the first three seasons. Are brilliant, but it's a bit of a struggle to get through the last few ones. Netflix added them, I think, last month, so it's, I finally got around to finishing them off. What about yourself? Yeah, Community. I I really enjoy Community, but yeah, I I think you're right. A vague memory of the end, and I th- I think I felt like at the time it wasn't quite as good. No, I kind of season four was a disaster because the the creator left, um, sort of they fell out, and then season five and six half the cast had gone, so it's sort of hanging on by the edge. But <laughs> trying to, yeah, that's fair. On me, no, I've not watched much this week. Um, as listeners know, I they'll probably have guessed I've barely got through my 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 allocation for for this week's podcast. So yeah, basically that. Well, let's well let's crack on and, and see what you made of it or or the bits of it that you did see. So our documentary series this week is The Last Dance, which is um, a docu- a joint sort of production between ESPN and Netflix. So it's coming out two episodes a week, um, shown in ESPN in America, Netflix is pretty much everywhere else. Looking primarily at the Chicago Bulls in their sort of final season of greatness, trying to win the 97-98 NBA championship and win a sixth title. However, it pretty much covers the whole of Michael Jordan's career from from beginning to end. Um, I have absolutely loved it so far and can't wait for the next next episodes coming out this week. And and to continue on from that, what did you make of it, Tom? I'm enjoying it, yeah. I think it it feels like a very much a nostalgia-full series for... For people, uh, I, people that I've spoken to about it have said they maybe didn't live through that period or were old enough to remember uh, the what was it the 97-98 season of the Chicago Bulls, which it, most of it is around, uh, but obviously know the success of Michael Jordan and the business success he's had afterwards. So everyone seems to be really enjoying this. Um, it's been in and out of the charts all week. I, I was just quite interested to learn more about it, some of the characters it takes you through, like Dennis Rodman and Scotty Pippen. And how many episodes are out at the moment? Four, I think, and they're coming out uh, each week, aren't they? Yeah, so there's four out so far. There's going to be ten in total, so there'll be two more in the next three weeks. And um, 
as you say, it does give really good insight, sort of detailed interviews with pretty much everyone who's involved in that team. And then there's kind of seemingly, sort of seemingly unlimited f- old footage from them all growing up and playing at college and, and the first seasons in the NBA. So, I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary series. They're all very, they're all excellent. And I think this continues in, in the same vein. Um, and it, I think it's just great to see, you know, I think anyone who's got any interest in sport has heard of Michael Jordan and, you know, the, that team in the 90s were considered one of the greatest sport teams of all time. Um, so to get to see that level of insight and detail into their you know, their preparation and, and what it took for them to become so successful is, is really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm quite interested as well to see if they take it beyond that in terms of, you know, further into Michael Jordan's life and you know as I was saying his I think he's made more money off of business than he has the NBA with you know Nike and other uh, his shoes and other sponsorship deals it would just be Space Jam yeah Space Jam it'd be interesting to see if they take a look at that or not like I'm, I, I'm hoping so if we're four episodes in and we've got to the point we are and there's 10 episodes but yeah, we'll yeah even if not at, at- 10-part documentary series about Michael Jordan appearing in Space Jam would be be much needed lockdown viewing, I think. <laughs> it would, it would. Uh, I think there's been, uh, have there been revelations this week, um, releases about Space Jam 2? Uh, Has there? I, I hadn't heard that. There have, um, but because they don't have anything to do with Netflix, I won't be telling you anymore. Oh, well, won't be a news flix. So <laughs> what, what, what would you give this this series or the four episodes so far tom good watching interesting enjoyable uh i probably give it four to dooms yeah i think it's brilliant i think if you if you love basketball this is absolutely perfect but i think if you have any interest in any sport you will love this series i'll give it four and a half to dooms shall we do some news craig it's time for news flicks so this week in the news, there's been a massive announcement that Michelle Obama has a surprise documentary coming out called Becoming. And it's all about her life and it revolves a lot around her uh, new autobiography and the book tour she's done around that. Uh, exciting stuff, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of the Obamas, so it'll be interesting to, to see a bit more behind the scenes. Have you read the autobiography, Tom? <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't yet. Have you? I haven't read uh, Michelle's, no, though. I have just finished one of Barack's books just today, so there you go. Would you recommend it? Uh, This one I've read, it's more about American politics. I would recommend Dreams of My Father. I think that's that's an absolutely incredible book. But the one I've just read, The Audacity of Hope, is is more about American politics. But it's told in his personal, great style, and he's a great writer. I'll have to look that one up but we also, don't like books because you can't get books on netflix you, you can't get books on netflix <laughs> that is true hopefully uh, hopefully um barack himself appears in this documentary too that would be brilliant um shall we do the chart craig this week it's sponsored by the irishman and will be provided in italian craig magnifico do, uh, dc <laughs> Tiger King, it's hanging on in there in the charts. People are loving it. Noevi. Secret celebrity RuPaul's Drag Race. There's only two episodes of this, but I'm sure Jude from last week will be delighted. Otto. Dr. Seuss, The Cat in the Hat. This is one of the random movies from 2009. Uh, 2009, sorry, 2003. 
that uh, has come into the charts, a Mike Myers film. SETI. Murder to Mercy, the Centoya Brown story. This looks like a good true crime documentary movie. Not seen it, but I will probably watch it. Say. The Last Kingdom. Uh, this looks like a series all about Vikings. I think season four just came out. Sinky. Never Have I Ever. This has been number one in the charts across the world this week, and it was created by Mindy off of the Mindy Project. Quattro. Extraction. We talked about this last week. A brilliant action film with Chris Hemsworth. Three. RuPaul's Drag Race, the regular series. It's twice in the charts this week. Brilliant stuff from RuPaul. Dewey. Dangerous Lies, a film which I can only assume is about dangerous lies. Uno. And sadly, it's Afterlife. If you heard us speak last week, we're not great fans of this series, but season two did come out the other week. We do very much seem to be the minority in that, because if you go on Twitter, it's full of people warbling on about how emotional and funny it is. I I really don't get it at all. I don't understand it, but maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, maybe there's something wrong with us. Maybe that's maybe we're the the problem here. Yeah, and that's the chart. So our TV series this week is Hollywood, which is a new limited series from Ryan Murphy, who you might know of as the creator of Glee. He did American Crime Story, the O.J. Simpson, and amongst many other shows. Um, The show is, not surprisingly, about Hollywood. Um, It's set in the 1940s following the end of the Second World War. And it follows a collection of characters attempting to break into show business as they battle homophobia, sexism and racism. What were your thoughts, Tom? Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a interesting enough story about a seemingly sexed up version of Hollywood in the 1940s, or maybe that's what it was like. Yeah, lot, lots of aspiring actors and filmmakers trying to make their dreams come true. Uh, the kind of classic Hollywood story, I guess. Um, I've only watched three out of seven of the episodes, as I'm sure you'll have guessed. Uh, and yeah, it was a lot of a lot of sex, a lot of um, people trying to become actors, and a lot of um, gay people in the closet um, wanting to come out, but they can't. Also wanting to be actors or screenwriters. Um, also, she- also Sheldon from Big Bang Theory's in it. That was another plus point. Yeah, you probably won't look at Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory the same way again. Um, sort of Jim Parsons playing a very foul-mouthed agent um you know the show i think it's just, it kind of captures the era well sort of the 1940s it's very well stylized and it's kind of nice and the kind of nostalgic look back to that kind of post-war era when i was very optimistic um, but the show i mean i i've seen the whole thing and it is sort of interesting enough and it kind of keeps you sort of wondering what's going to happen to the characters and will they get this movie that trying to get made i think the characters in it and the show itself is all a bit naive it kind of just sort of has portrayed this image that if Hollywood just decided to you know be a bit more inclusive in in one way either in terms of sex or or race or or, um, with with people's um, you know sexual orientations that the the whole world would just be been fixed back in the 1940s and everything would have been well since then Uh, it does have a very I suppose Hollywood ending but um, it's it is a bit it's just a bit bit bright-eyed um, and it's kind of lacking a bit of realism and i think yeah 
I definitely agree on the point of um, if you know uh, Jim Parsons from his role as Sheldon Cooper in Big, Big Bang Theory in the first scene that he's in this, he goes and gives a to some some gentleman or forces him in fact to no it does seem to sort of show the kind of exploitation at at the big at that era which may or may not have been the case but considering harvey weinstein just got put to jail you know this year suggests that it probably stayed in hollywood for a long time after the 1940s but um you know again that problem of, of people abusing power is all fixed by the end of this series just because you know they may or may not have made the film without giving too many spoilers away <laughs> um what would you what would you give it tom will will i continue to watch to the end i was in two minds but you told me what vaguely happened so probably not now um i'd probably give it uh three and a half i'd say three and a half to dooms yeah um yeah i mean that's fair having watched the whole thing i think the ending is a bit yeah, it's a bit too scripted, um, and um, I'll give it three didums. I think it'll be g- generous. Okay, now for the part of the show where we find out what our parents have been watching this week. As like ever, the- Craig, get your app out. Let's f- let's find out what they've been watching. We'll do. I think this is from the feedback we've got. Does seem to be everyone's favourite part of the show. Yeah, no, nobody cares what we're watching or what we think. It's what our parents think that matters. Yeah, maybe we should just just see if they all do the job for us. <laughs> Save us a job. What do you think Ron would have made of, you know, for example, Hollywood? I don't know. You know, he he might have thought it was an interesting enough number. Um, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't imagine Gordon would be impressed with it. It's the, It's not who you know, but the who you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, storyline. You, you, ne- you never know. God, you never know. Gordon may have been a big fan. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what have our parents been watching? My parents have, as as everyone knows, big Crown fans, been watching Designated Survivor. They're now up to Season 2, Episode 7 of Designated Survivor, really pushing on with that. Um, There's only, to my recollection, three series of that. Although there are, I think, 20-odd episodes a season, so they better get a move on on that one. Uh, But as I mentioned, they do have have plenty of time. I don't think season three of the Crown, or season four, rather, the Crown's come out till November, so they need something to keep them... (laughs) We could put, I think we could put a bet on whether they're going to finish Designated Survivor by then. I think the likelihood is low. But you never know. Yeah, if this lockdown keeps going. Uh, what about your parents? Well, as you know, my parents were working their way through Breaking Bad. not had brave reviews from them when I spoke to them. They kind of think it's okay, which seems to be against everyone else's view that it's one of the best TV shows ever. And they, they seem to have got bored and, and started, um, as ever, it's a crime drama, something called The Trial which potentially looks like it could be an Italian crime series. So um, they've been delighted to hear the chart in in the Italian language this week. I've not heard of that one. No, neither have I. It seems to be, I mean, if there's a crime drama on Netflix, my parents will find it, but uh, it, it appears to be a Netflix original. Um, and it says, after a 17-year-old girl is found dead in a canal, a public prosecutor makes a shocking discovery about her that puts a planned leave from work on hold. Wow, I wonder if I wonder if they'll be watching uh, Murder to Mercy this week. 
Maybe. Maybe I'm sure I'm sure that'll be on their watch list. Yeah, like looks like a good one. Good good stuff. Um well that's what our parents been watching this week. So our film of the week, there was slim pickings from Netflix who weren't too interested in dangerous lies. So we've gone back and looked at a classic and, and set ourselves the challenge since we're in lockdown of making our way all, through all three and a half hours of The Irishman. For those who haven't heard of The Irishman, it was Martin Scorsese's latest film. It's got an all-star cast of pretty much anyone you could want from gangster films. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Ray Liotta, um, Harvey Keitel um, amongst huge cast, Stephen Graham, Ray Romano. It is just everything has been chucked at, at this film. It basically tells the story of, I was going to say Tommy Sheridan, but I'm pretty sure he was a Scottish politician. <laughs> it was someone Sheridan who works as, works for the, the mafia um, and also Jimmy Hoffa, who is a, sort of a, a union boss with ties to the to the to the mafia it's got a lot of characters who are based on on real life and and sort of tells their story and it sort of follows sheridan's life and and the different stages and say the work they've done with the makeup in terms of making robert de niro and the different ages they they set him at is brilliant what did you make of it tom and did Uh, you watch it all first of all because i know three and a half hours is a big ask for you (laughs) Um, I did watch it all. I actually watched about an hour and 20 minutes, I think, some time ago. Um, and I finished it off this morning, as listeners will imagine. Um, yeah, it's a classic Scorsese number, bringing, uh, I guess, the old guard of gangster movies together. Um, I really enjoyed it in the end. But that that the kind of length of it is definitely the downside. Three and a half hours. I mean, I can understand why they put this on Netflix and didn't put it into... Uh, movie theatres because frankly everyone would have left by the end but when I persevered got to the end three of the three and a half hours I thought it was really good it I'd give it a higher rating if it was sub two and a half hours I reckon yeah I mean as you say it was one of these classic films and and it may be the last of these films that Scorsese and and Pacino and, and De Niro are able to produce with the age that they're getting to and I think the film does touch upon that particularly at the end you know, in terms of the choices that you know Sheridan had made throughout it, throughout his life, so I think it does. I think it, you know, it is a classic gangster movie, and it cut, sort of ticks all those tropes and and portrays them well as Scorsese would. Um, but it does, I suppose, touch a, a quite a lot on sort of um, I suppose mortality and, and and life as well, which which is I suppose something these actors and directors are are thinking about now so they, they get a bit older but it is a brilliant film yeah. i don't want to wag on about the length too long it is a long film but it's certainly well worth a watch and far and away one of the best things certainly in terms of films that netflix have produced for, for sure and just touching on the age point yeah you, you see robert de niro somehow looking at his career and then you see him towards towards death as i'm assuming maybe in his 80s or 90s is what they were going for so it's quite well done I think all of that part yeah I mean we have complained a lot about some of the films that Netflix have produced you know the Coffee and Kareem's and the Love Wedding Repeat they're just really <laughs> naff you know quality and this is you know this is a, a classy film there's there's no denying that and if if you are put off by the running time I think someone has online split it into sort of four segments that you can watch it in so it's a bit more palatable if, if you don't have the, the full time but in lockdown it's really 
it's probably the best chance you'll get is to sit down for three and a half hours with, with nothing better to do. So what would you give it, Tom? I think a uh, quality film, well worth watching. Marked down for length, but I'd still give it four and a half to Dooms. Yeah, I agree. It, it is top quality. All the, the cast and the, and the you know, Scorsese is at the top of the top of their game. Uh, you know, fits in with all you know the other great films of of that genre, Casino and and Goodfellas and and The Godfather. So four and a half to Dooms for me. Okay, now this is the part of the show where I introduce our special guest for the week. And this week we've got Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Oh. Hi. I'm through. You've you finally made it. Yeah. <laughs> you I know you've been in the queue from basically week one, but we've we've got you here. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling all right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> been watching Excite- a lot of Netflix. That's good. Are you, are you excited to tell us? what your favourite Netflix show is? Uh, I wouldn't say I was excited, but, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's disappointing. Well, tell us. Put us out of our you know, misery. What is your favourite? I don't want to, to, to talk too long, you know. I just want the, 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 the podcast to be, you know, a short 25-minute segment. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, crack on. What's your favourite show? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you know, you're actually extending this by, you know, questioning that fact. But yeah, tell us, please tell us, what's your favourite Netflix show? My favourite Netflix show is Stranger Things. Fantastic. That is a brilliant selection. It's a big fan favourite. Why do you like Stranger Things so much? It's it's just you know it's it's unique. It's totally engaging. There's nothing really like it on Netflix. Um, it's a bit bit more of an experience rather than rather than a TV show. Um, the characters are likable. You know you've got uh, Dusty and Eleven and Mike etc. Um, there's also a great soundtrack. So it's obviously got its original soundtrack, but it's also got lots of 80 bangers in it. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I think, I think, um, yeah, it's quite surprising it's my favourite show, I suppose, because uh, I'm quite a, I'm a big theory, as you know. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it can be quite stressful. I was going to say, I think I do remember, I think it was before you'd watched the first season, talking about it and and you asking me if there are any jumpy moments and that kind of thing and i i told you that it wasn't too bad but I'd, as i remember season one around the start and introducing um everything it, there were a lot of jumpy moments so i, tr- I obviously lulled you into this one you did yeah Se- season season one was quite jumpy um but you know i've kind of I've, I've got over that now it's 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 quite it's quite pleasurable when i get to the end of an episode i must admit you know, because I've, uh, I've managed to get through it unscathed. So <laughs> it's a bit of a psychological thing. I think Sigmund Freud's probably written something. About <laughs> quite, quite, quite possibly. Uh, oh, brilliant. Um, Craig, are you, are you a fan of Stranger Things as well? Yeah, I'm a, it's, it's a great show. Uh, really enjoy it. Um, I think Elle's covered it all. Nothing more to say. Let's be brief. 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's be brief. Tell me why you would recommend this to Stranger Things to someone else. Oh. Well, I'm just, you know, I'm concerned about people getting lockdown fatigue just now and watching, you know, lots of shows that might be relatively similar, something about drugs, for example. You know, this one is not about narcotics at all. It's, um, it's, 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 it's a totally different show. It's got a mix of, you know, mystery, horror, evil, Russians, you know, what? Well, there's nothing really more that you could want from a TV show. Okay, you, you sound particularly against narcotics. Is that the reason? <laughs> yeah, well, w- w- watch this show if you don't like drugs. Yeah, that's effectively what I'm saying. You know, it's more like okay. the effects of narcotics, strange things, <laughs> rather than about narcotics. I was going to say, uh, brilliant. And and lastly, before we move on to the famous quiz, would you recommend anything else on Netflix at the moment? Well, I I've just in the last hour finished Better Call Saul, so. Uh, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, but um, it's great. The, the most recent series is really good. Um, I've also been watching La Casa de Papel. Money Heist. Is money Heist, yeah. Uh, big fans uh, of that here. Yeah, so I've, I'm, I'm only on season one, so I'm, I'm, I didn't realise there was three seasons, actually. I wasn't listening. There's four. Four, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> a bit like Prison Break, isn't it? You know? I hope it's not like Prison Break. No, it's, it's better than Prison Break. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, those are some great suggestions. I know you want to speed this up, Al. You've got many things to do in quarantine. So, Craig, do you have a quiz for us? I do. As ever, I always have a, a novelty quiz that the guest is forced to partake in, and, and this week is no exception. So, this week, the quiz is very cleverly titled, Strangest Things. <laughs> Ooh. Essentially, I've delved deep into Netflix's back catalogue to find the strangest shows they have ever made or are available to watch, and I will ask you questions about that. Amazing. Okay. So the first question is for Elle. So I'm going to give you two programme names, Elle. You have to tell me which of them is a real programme that Netflix has produced, and I'll give you the title about it. So is there a programme called Sparks? which is described as a high-dynamic, range, high-frame rate test content featuring a day in the life of a welder? Or is there a programme called Furnace, which is a high-dynamic, high-range frame test content featuring a day in the life of a baker? Sparks or Furnace? Uh, I'm going to go with Sparks. Correct. Point to L. There is a (laughs) three-minute episode of a welder, and you can test your high dynamic range frame rate until your heart's content. So this question is for you, Tom. Okay. So after Santa tells him he needs 75,000 new babies by Christmas to meet toy supply, which celebrity hosts a telethon to inspire the world to make love? Is it Michael Bolton or Tom Jones who hosts the show that's called Blank, Big Sexy, Valentine Special. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, you know, it, I choose Tom Jones, but I think it's Michael Bolton. You're correct. It is indeed Michael Bolton who has his Big Sexy Valentine Special to help out Santa. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, next question for you, Elle. After their buddy suffers an unfortunate accident during spring break, four pals risk everything including their dignity, to make him whole again. Is that film called The Package or The Crown Jewels? Uh, I'm going to go with The Crown Jewels. Incorrect. It's The Package, I'm afraid. Uh. 
innuendos galore, I think, in that <laughs> film. Um, so the next question for you, Tom. Which of these is the real show? Is there a show called Catwalk, Tales from the Cat Show Circuit, or Getting the Bird, Tales of People Who Fell in Love Because of Their Birds? I, I think I think uh, the birds. It's all about the birds. Incorrect. Unfortunately, oh. there is no story about people who got amorous due to birds. I mean, that's a great one. Netflix should pick that one up. Yeah, that's this idea of getting the bird for Netflix. <laughs> okay, so it's one all going into the last round. So, L, what's the title of this show where a couple travels the world for a year to explore marriage customs in different, in diverse and different cultures? Will the journey bring them together or tear them apart? Is that extreme engagement or extreme honeymoon? Uh, extreme engagement. Correct. Point to L. Two one L. So Tom, you've got to get this right. I hope to, you've got a tiebreaker. Um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll make one up. Um, very quick. Normally, I just let the guests win. Um, anyway, Tom, I hope you get this wrong, so I don't have to make up a tiebreaker. Tie <laughs> okay. Which, which of these is the true Netflix show? Is it Love Song, in which contestants find a date by singing a karaoke song together? Or back with the X, in which four singles have a chance, one chance to reignite with an X. Love song or back with the X. Back with the X. Correct. That is yes. <laughs> Love song Four. is actually a BBC Scotland number, um, oh, which I don't know if any of you have ever had the, the chance to watch, but um, I wouldn't recommend it. That's probably why it's so woeful. <laughs> yeah. Um, Right, let's come up with a tiebreaker question. Okay, so you, this one is for both of you. How many episodes are there of Stranger Things? Whoever gets the closest wins. So guess first. Yeah, guess first. You get to go first, L. Uh, I'll guess 33. 33, says L. And what about you, um, Tom? Has there not been four seasons? I'm guessing there's at least probably around 10 maybe so i'm gonna go for a solid 40 so you you're both a little bit out there's only been three seasons so far oh has it yeah and so the correct answer is there's been 25 episodes released so far so l wins you're joking oh well done l i mean it'd be pretty embarrassing if i didn't get that one right given it's my favorite show <laughs> yeah, it it's, it's so good you've watched an extra eight episodes off it that haven't been released <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us, Elle, and taking part in the quiz. No problem. Take care. Okay, bye bye. Thanks, bye. So that's the end of another week, and it, it's been quite a good week in terms of you know some highly re- reviewed stuff. The Last Dance, really recommend watching and, and catching up before the next episodes are, are released. And the Irishman, as I say, it is a very good film. Hollywood, eh, take it or leave it. What what do you make of the week, Tom? Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, I've enjoyed a lot of what we've watched. As I say, Hollywood isn't something I normally watch, but, you know, I thought it was um, fine. Uh, yeah, it's been good. Well, after that review, review, we'll, uh, we'll move <laughs> on to, to the outro. Um, so as ever, you can get in touch with us via our various social media. There's a Twitter page, which is at what to watch on. And we've also got the Instagram account, which is at what do you want to watch on Netflix. What are we watching next week, Tom? 
Well, next week we're going to be watching The Witcher, which is a fantasy series from the end of 2019, which I really like. We'll see if you enjoy that when you watch it, Craig. Um, we're going to watch the surprise series on Michelle Obama, which I mentioned earlier, called Beloved. And the go- <laughs> uh, Okay, Craig, a film called <laughs> Becoming on Michelle Obama coming next week. And lastly, a series called Restaurant on the Edge, which is like one of your Gordon Ramsay kitchen nightmare type ones. So sounds like a good week next week. Uh, I guess that's all from us. Um, okay, as bye. Ever, <laughs> wait, I need to I need to warn everyone first. Stay safe, stay indoors, protect the NHS, and that's all from us. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.